0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Monday, October 5th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. Alaska Airlines is cutting nearly 450 flight attendants and others from its payroll, while the company is borrowing more than $1.3 billion from the U.S. Treasury. The company announced in June that it would likely begin cutting jobs this month. Airlines are struggling with a steep drop in travel due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That decline drove another Alaska air carrier, the Raven Air Group, into bankruptcy. Alaska's layoffs are dwarfed by those at two other major carriers. American Airlines and United Airlines announced earlier this week that they will furlough a total of 32,000 workers. All three airlines are pushing for Congress and the White House to come to another deal on coronavirus relief, one that would include grants to airlines, including as much as another $25 billion that would pay airline workers for the next six months. City officials are hoping to keep schools open in Sitka as the number of coronavirus cases in the community edges closer to the threshold for closing them. At the latest meeting of the Sitka Unified Command on September 30th, much of the discussion was around the importance of keeping kids in school and their parents at work after a cluster of new cases raised the alert level in town from low to moderate risk. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. The Sitka Unified
1: Command raised the alert level in Sitka on September 27th, just before there were nine active cases in town, the highest number of active cases since June. When the Unified Command met several days later, City Administrator John Leach said the city's new alert system is working well.
2: I'm happy that I didn't see a lot of panic from anybody. Um, We've had a plan, and really it's just been execute the plan, and I think that's that's where we are right now. We've put out the... uh, Precautionary messages to the public, uh, you know, more or less said, be vigilant, follow what's up there in the guidance, uh, because the important thing is keeping the schools open right now, and if the schools are open, then people can continue to work.
1: Among the new wave of cases was a Blatchley Middle School staff member who tested positive on September 25th. A student at Mount Edgecomb High School also tested positive, prompting the school to enact a brief lockdown and quarantine around 25 students. Increasing cases in the community trigger responses at both the Sitka School District and Mount Edgecombe. According to the Sitka School District's plan, 12 or more cases in the community over a period of 14 days should prompt a pivot to fully remote learning. But Superintendent John Holst said that if cases keep creeping up, they'll consider other factors too and will avert closing schools as long as they can.
2: We are not going to just shut down if we hit those numbers. We are going to need to think seriously about, you know, what are the dangers? Are any of the cases in our schools, among our staff? um, Is it community spread? There are going to be circumstances in which we will not count some of the people who are listed in the 12, 13, 14, and 15.
1: And Holst expressed frustration about how seriously the virus was being taken within the community and said how well people follow the city's social distancing guidelines will have a direct impact on whether Sitka's schools can remain open.
2: I think there are enough people not uh, not safely socially distancing in the community right now. I think people have become cavalier about it. Uh, And as that happens, I mean, I've talked to several people who've been invited to parties and they show up with a mask on and walk in and no one's wearing a mask and they say hello and goodbye and leave again. Um, I guess I I hope that people in the community are taking this seriously because what, what they do is going to affect the schools.
1: Search Chief Medical Officer Dr. Elliot Bruhl said that Search will be ramping up flu vaccination efforts soon. The consortium's goal is to vaccinate around 60 percent of Sitka's population this flu season. In addition to the new cases it reported over the weekend, Sitka also reported another resident had been hospitalized with COVID-19, bringing the city's total hospitalizations to two over the past six months. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Katherine Rose.
0: Summer is typically the money-making season for many Alaska businesses, as tourists flock to the state. But this summer, the COVID-19 pandemic made that a lot harder. The season is changing now, and some businesses didn't survive the summer. As Alaska Public Media's Abby Collins reports, the ones that did are now preparing for a long winter ahead.
3: On a September evening at Sinisher Brewing, customers are scattered between the taproom and a makeshift outdoor patio where a food truck serves up dinner. This outdoor scene, though welcome, is not what the brewery's owners envisioned for their space when they opened four years ago. Cindy Drinkwater is one of the brewery's
1: owners. We wanted to create a comfortable space for people to come in and have a beer and converse, um, read, relax, which now, during the pandemic, uh, obviously... (laughs) Is sort of uh, the antithesis of social distancing.
3: Sinisher does some distribution, but their business model is mostly built around in-store sales. Drinkwater says that's been tough this summer, with fewer tourists and changing regulations to keep up with. The silver lining, she says, has been the introduction of the patio space, which customers have loved. Drinkwater says they are seeing fewer customers taking advantage of that space as the weather changes. Drinkwater says they are guardedly optimistic about the future,
1: knowing that it was going to be a long, kind of cold, dark winter it's always been on our on our mind, and so we've been trying to be very conservative about um, spending money in an
3: August survey, the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation found nearly seventy percent of responding businesses experienced a decline in revenue during the pandemic. Seventeen businesses said they're at risk of closing permanently. And outdoor spaces like the one at Sinisher have helped keep a steady flow of customers at many Anchorage businesses this summer. But not all businesses are positioned to create those spaces. Derek Green owns Waffles and Whatnot.
2: It has been crazy with, uh, with COVID.
3: Green says the parking situation at his business has prevented him from establishing outdoor seating. And dine-in customers have not been coming in like they used to. The business also has a food truck, which has helped keep sales up. And Green says he's putting a lot of work into making the restaurant even safer. He's poured money into installing new air filtration systems. Green says despite a slew of challenges and revenue losses, he feels confident heading into the winter.
2: So this is going to sound crazy, but I'm actually a little excited or where we are right now. Because if a business can survive, if a restaurant, specifically a food service business, can survive in this COVID environment, then once the economy comes back, then we're gonna be in an absolutely amazing position and we show that we have a viable business that can last through really tough times.
3: The impacts of the pandemic on Anchorage's business community go beyond the food and beverage industry. Pandemic precautions have led to people congregating and browsing less, a trend that's a big deal for an art gallery. Georgia Blue owns a gallery in Midtown Anchorage. Blue says just this month, she started to see the return
0: of browsers. I feel like there's more people coming in just to browse, enjoy the art, see what's new. Otherwise, that had really ended.
3: Blue says she's been developing her online space and leaning more heavily on those sales. But one thing she's really missing is the gallery's first Friday events, which used to bring hundreds of people to the business once a month. Blue says she doesn't fear the winter, but she does have concerns about the coming months.
0: I don't see, like, winter or the darkness or anything like that really affecting us. I think... What's going to affect us in the winter months will be what the virus is doing.
3: Recently, Anchorage has seen a new surge in COVID-19 cases, highlighting the uncertainty that still exists around the trajectory of the virus. But so far, these business owners say one thing has been constant and reliable, local community support. In
0: Anchorage, I'm Abby Collins. The Inter-Island Ferry Authority service between Ketchikan and Prince of Wales Island could be offline for at least a month. The Alaska Marine Highway System's ferry Latuya is slated to step in to fill in service, says DOT spokesman Sam Dapsovich.
2: Earlier this year, when one of their ferries broke down, we were able to step in and provide some service, uh, and it looks like we will be able to this time as well.
0: The AMHS vessel will make a trip between Ketchikan and Hollis on Thursday, October 8. The fleet hopes to make two runs a week with the Latuya until the IFA is back up and running. The IFA has two ferries, the Stikine and the Prince of Wales. The Stikine broke down last week, while the Prince of Wales has been out since earlier in the year because of difficulty sourcing parts. IFA's general manager Ron Curtis says the authority had to secure waivers for Buy America provisions because the parts they need aren't available domestically. Only then could it apply for federal funding through the state's transportation improvement program or STIP.
2: But well, we have the federal funds now in the step because it's a new budget year starting October 1st, and uh, so now we're scrambling to get all of our boats up and running.
0: The Wrangell-based owner of the Rainforest Islander, Eric Yancey, reached out to the IFA after the stickeen broke down. Curtis says he's advising people that the private charter ferry is an option in the immediate term.
2: It's not really uh, sanctioned by us. Uh, he's not really making runs for us, but we are pursuing other, you know, other avenues. Like when we had our last breakdown,
0: Wrangell's assembly voted to withdraw from the IFA earlier this year. Wrangell has not received an IFA ferry since 2008. Wrangell voters will decide whether to support withdrawing in a ballot referendum on the October 6 municipal election ballot. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.